Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brad Biggs. I'm in here with Jonathan Grissom, co-producer of the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, good. Good day, man. I don't know. I kind of like the Sunday vibe. It's a little different. Doesn't yeah. feel like it's in such a hurry, even though we weren't in a hurry before, but I don't know. It's just how <laughs> it kind of falls out. This podcast is brought to you by yours truly, me and Jonathan. Me being 13-Step Tone Solutions. Jonathan doing more bands media. Uh, we're currently moving forward in uh, our own direction with the show. We're a couple years into this gig, our third year. We, we were on a three to five year plan, and uh, three three years is creeping up. So now we're we done. Said fuck it. We're gonna create our own uh, our own space. So we're taking the best pillars of the value for value system, and we're taking the best pillars of the traditional sponsorship and ad revenue systems, and we're just gonna make the shit work for us. So if y'all are out there. Y'all want to get on this ride? We are open for business. Reach out. We'll set up a meeting. We can figure out something to uh, promote your business and help us promote the show and grow this scene in Oklahoma because we have a hell of a lot of talent here. And I know that uh, I know that we can get get the word out. And the uh, first step starts with what we got going on right now. We have uh, Destiny Heart with Diatribe. Is it promotions or productions? Productions. Productions? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you're helping grow this scene. Okay. Uh, I've been um, booking shows for a little over a year now, and um, I just really wanted to have some punk rock shows, and there was <laughs> nothing going on at the end of like 2021, even yeah. after the pandemic. And um, I was just working at this little dive called Richard's Club, and I got this job so I could put shows there. And so I put shows there <laughs> just did, so I could listen to some music in this town. Did you, did you, were you a musician or? Uh, nope, no, not a performer at all. Um, I just fell into promoting. Like I just kind of figured it wasn't that hard to just like book some shows, get some sound and let the talent just kind of find its way to the surface. And I mean, like you said, we've got a ton of talented bands here in Oklahoma. I mean, our state's world famous for our musicians and just giving them a place to play and just putting shows together. It kind of really came together and it's like a talent that I've, I've really gravitated to. We're in a weird place and that's one thing we, we constantly go over it because we started uh, 2020 in the middle of COVID. Everything was shut down. It's one of the reasons we started the show. We're like, yeah. we'll just bring our artists to talk to us because no, they can't put on a show. And, um, on the backside of that, seeing how things have changed and then knowing how things were before, it's almost like that's like a bookmark bookmark moment in like live music. Yeah. Uh, for for historic history. And it's like, so what are some of the things you've seen change that you noticed before and then getting into the promotion game? Like what what is those things that you're like, fuck, I'm never gonna have that happen to somebody that's in my roster? Oh man. Um so like growing up, um, well, I said growing up, like I didn't get into punk rock till I was 19. So I'm st almost 
still a pup, (laughs) you know, like 16 (laughs) years in, I'm like just now in my teenage years for it. But, um, but yeah, like I had always just heard like the word promoter just like had so many like kind of negative, negative. Yeah. 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 Like a promoter was kind of this like unattainable, like, you know, hot shot superstar that also did nothing, you know? So like, you know, you had, you know, a few people that would like, all right, they book shows and they're like maybe the one person and then they're it. And like, you know, you know, it turns out, well, they're so busy that they can't really like be all things. They're, to they're all not people. better than you. They just yeah. don't have time. Yeah. But you know, I mean, promoters promote and like, you know, that's, that's what we ought to do. And, you know, promoters are often responsible for the paying of the bands and handling sound and like, you know, in diatribe productions versus promotions, it's like, you know, I have to organize so many facets of a show, like from start to finish. And the most uncomfortable thing for people to talk about is money. And mm-hmm. so I bring it up, you know, I've gotten in the habit of just bring it right up. Like, Hey, what do you want? Like, what kind of pay do you want? Like Bill Stone Road. Um, we, he, partnered up with me or I partnered up with him and he just kind of taught me like, all right, bring up the money first and just see what the band wants. What do they need? And then the rest will, you know, come after that. Wants and needs. That's what they keep pushing for me with my new job. All about (laughs) sales, baby. But I mean, uh, and there's truth to that. I mean, there are, and this is life, not just business, but there's scamsters out there that, there are people that are looking to fuck you out of a dollar and then there's legitimate like i yeah to make this become a profitable business i have we have to have this talk and it seems like some reason the scamsters are able to get people to talk and open up about money and fucking them over yeah versus a legit businessman now it's a difficult conversation well we don't want to talk about money like well i mean yeah it's it's like you know and i you know knowing and having booked you know gosh probably going on maybe almost a hundred shows by the end of March. Um, like I've just been able to kind of streamline the process and bands that, um, like it's kind of rare that I don't deal with bands that kind of know what to ask for, but even the ones that don't, um, you know, I just try to be fair and like, I want to get my local bands paid and I want to get everyone happy. But I mean, you know, traveling musicians, like the, the cost is, exorbitant Mm -hmm. and gas hasn't gotten any cheaper and vans are breaking down left and right and everything's used to the gills and you know at the end of the day it's like well if you have a bed to sleep in that you know you're gonna go home to then maybe you don't need as much money as the person who's like all right cool so like did you guys meet anybody at the show can we crash on your couch (laughs) are we sleeping in the van are we going to sleep on the road so you know those people need the you know the hundred dollars or two hundred dollars that there is at a punk rock show versus like who are you going to give a local band like twenty dollars like you know kind of as a promoter i don't take a cut unless i would make you know ten percent of two hundred is twenty bucks and i'm like all right i could pay myself twenty bucks but like I'm not going to pay myself 10 or 15. It's like, I would just buy their merch anyway. So I just give it to the traveling band, you know, yeah. as I think the, you know, local musicians mostly do anyway. So Well, and it's such a, yeah, even at, even at like the smaller and like the mid tier level, the cost of touring is, is it's, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't think about that. And and yeah. and when it comes to, Music is basically a free enterprise. I mean, mm-hmm. people are getting paid, but rarely the artist. And it's it's yeah. like that's how they make their bread and butter, mm-hmm. hitting the road. Yeah. And it's getting to where the damn corporate 
monsters even eating away at that. Yeah. I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone. Like, you know, I listen to the band Spotify and, you know, and I, I eat up all of this free music. And, you know, while like I'm in a unique position to, you know, pay way more than anybody to listen to all these bands live. <laughs> like I'm their number one fan. <laughs> um, it's still just like, okay, well they're not getting paid for this. So like, you know, I try to buy their merchandise when I can um, or just, you know, I'd really like to get to a point where when I book a band, like, all right, let me buy their album. Like, let me buy their digital or in person, like spend the money on the music. Cause it's like, it's produced. It costs, you know, upwards of a thousand dollars to produce one album. And that's the low end. That's the low end. So, I mean, yeah. It could be a great album, but if you got those 10 songs out for a hundred bucks a pop, like yeah. <laughs> you're doing you good. probably did a lot of it in house. So, you know, yeah, most likely. Uh, well, I mean, when it comes to bringing it all together, um, with you got to have a a business relationship with the house and the house management you have mm-hmm. to have a business relationship with the band if even if the band has management so yeah. it's like where does where does the role of booker and promoter fit in for meeting those two so um i started as a promoter so booking the shows like you know you can't promote something that you don't have so you know kind of a booker and promoter but um like i haven't had a true home for shows like i mean i've booked a lot of shows at the snug lounge um it's a great little dive on the south side but like punks don't travel and like (laughs) i mean i had um like faya up here from san antonio um they played at the snug lounge on a tuesday and i think i had like maybe like 45 covers i mean or 45 heads maybe not 45 covers you know like probably half of that was like bands and stuff and staff but um but still like 45 people come out on tuesday that was a big deal and i can't get 45 people to come out to see like trying to get by on a saturday you know and like it's one of the best bands like like probably my top favorite band right now is trying to get by and like you know, maybe had like 20 people there and, you know, it's, it's such a wild card because you can't predict anything except for the punks are kind of lazy and we're tired. (laughs) Like we're all like working class people and like to pay $10 to drive like four miles, which, you know, people from California are probably like, that's not far at all. But yeah, I mean, you know, like I live a mile from the venue I'm booking now. So it's like, you know, they're not going to travel to see these shows and, but promoting it, like you, I, I hand text a lot of people. I'll be like, please come to the show. You're going to love it. Or, you know, I book the right bands on the bill to like, they'll promote the show. And, um, it's, it's just so hard to like get every single person, every body out to do a thing at all. You can't even book a birthday party and you oh, know it's yeah. a year in advance. Totally. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, so. time is people and the older we get, the more value uh, me personally, the more value I put on my time. So it's absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's hard enough to drag yourself out to go get dinner. Like we're having yeah. stuff delivered, man. <laughs> like I'll pay twenty dollars to get some shitty Arby's for my hangover, but I'm not gonna like you know pay twenty dollars to like pay twenty more dollars to drink and all that. So, uh, so I guess um, you know I've kind of turned into more of a booker now, though. Like, um, like as much as I would really love to hand promote every single show like i'm looking at the like i just counted them up like i've got 25 shows booked right now like i mean and more like every day i mean check my email every day i get back to bands as fast as i can and like all right it's all i can do to like put the schedule like update my website and update 
like create a Facebook event, you know, so people know it's there, but then like to design the posters and invite all the people mm-hmm. and print the posters, a lot of work. printer by trade. So a lot of work. it's so much. So, you know, you take that like, you know, 25 all the way out till June, like it's not even barely February. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just turning into a booker overnight is like, all right, I just like put your title on a web page and hopefully the people come. So like, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's becoming a fine line that's quickly turning into bookers. So, well, what are, I mean, one of the hangups I, and this is just my opinion, I think is, is just the population in general. Like there's more, there's more people in like the DFW area than there is in the whole fucking state of Oklahoma. So it's like when we, have as many cross genres as we have and then it's like you know pick a night any night in the in oklahoma city and it's like you only have so many available dollars to really go after yeah and so that's i wonder if that is a feature or a bug like how can how can we make that how can we bring that together you to know, make it work um booking now at the grand royale in the plaza district um like this place just it opened up new year's eve and I was in the plaza New Year's Day to grab some pizza. And I was like, all right, we got a 30-minute wait. I'm going to walk down the street and get my little handmade yard signs that I made. (laughs) And so I'm walking down the street, and I'm like, what the? How long has this been here? What is this? And I've got, like, my face pressed up against the glass. And I'm like, is that that a Wu-Tang poster? What? is that a black flag poster? What What's happening? And I like rip open the door and I'm like, are you booking bands? And this poor guy, he looks so tired. And it's Phil. He's one of the owners. And he's also like, you know, the like operating owner too. So he's like bartending like all the shifts at this point, you know, and Yikes. at that point, you know, 70 hours a week minimum just to be a body there. And he's just like, yeah, we'd like to book shows. And I'm like, I can I, uh, I'm trying to book this band for like, like two months I've been trying to book, uh, I was trying to book some kind of nightmare and like I've, I've handled their shows multiple times. They're uh, amazing performers. They are, they live on the road. They are, you know, it shouldn't be that hard to get a show for a well-known band that everybody is friends with now. Like they're like our local band because they come seasonally and we love them so much. And I couldn't get them booked at Opolis. I couldn't get them booked at um, where else did I hit up? Um, like I, I almost booked it at blue note, but you know, they, you know, they were going to do a $5 show and I'm like, all right, you know, I, I would love a $5 punk show, but like, you know, how do I get them paid and how do I get this many right, bodies here? Right. Is it the right fit? And I was like, well, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll book them there. And, and last minute this place opens up and I'm like, can I put this show here? And Phil was like, sure. <laughs> That's like his thing. He just says sure. And yes to everything now. And um, so I got them a show and it was our first punk show there on, um, the 26th of January and it was great. I mean, there were probably like 60 people there. This is the Grand Royale? Yeah. Well, tell yeah. me about, I know, I know that's one thing we, we talked about when, when you were going to be on last week is, uh, you definitely wanted to give a shout out to those guys. So tell us a little oh, bit yeah. about the place. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they wanted to book shows and they just are this like little punk dive in the middle of the plaza. So it's like exactly what we needed right in the heart of our city and they're just letting me book all these shows. So like (laughs) all my shows are there now and it's just so easy. And like, you know, they, they wanted to go with just a bar percentage and not do covers. Um, but taking a look at that first show and I'm like, there's 60 people here and I'm like, man, you know, it's our first show, but like seeing how much money is left on the table, you know, if you've got, 
you know, 50 people paying five bucks a piece, that's 250 bucks. And, you know, to get 10% of that, the bar would have to do Mm $2,500. Like, I mean, we drank them out of PBRs, but like, (laughs) you know, at $3 a piece, it's like a pallet of that is not going to pay for the gas to Dallas. So, you know, so just seeing like, all right, like if we can just do right now, we're just doing $5 shows or $10 shows. And basically it's, you know, it's, it's like a tip to the band. It's like, you know, you can pay $5 to listen to this band play, you know, three bands play for, you know, three hours, you could pay $5 for like two songs that have already collected their earnings on the jukebox. So it, you know, just makes sense to just kind of pay a little bit of money to see a show. Um, but I think people are willing to pay five or $10, but like the $12 shows, that's a lot of change. And it's like that two extra dollars is like, let's just keep it simple and just fives and tens all day long. And, um, so yeah, so wherever we were with the answer to whatever question that was like um oh, the uh what's the name of this i dropped the ball too the grand grand royale oh, did we forget to study for uh, <laughs> no i can't believe i'm telling uh, uh, for, for people out there listening okay i have to say this if i didn't already that i actually deleted the fucking the first show that i wrote because we had to come up with a playlist and i'm like okay we i just started writing it in i didn't even think like we're gonna reschedule like I should have kept all that. Oh yeah, he's like <laughs> control all. No. <laughs> well, I'm I'm interested in in that perspective because me and Jonathan we we've talked throughout this whole thing and it's like where can we put local earshot? And it's like, well, we got the podcast, you know, and it's like wh- another way we could put it out there is if we put it on a billboard and we hosted a show and if we put it under our thing and we had like people that have been on the show and they'll be our artists. And the only thing is we, we just like, what's the next step? Because I'm kind of a motherfucker when it comes to that. I want to be in control of it. And it's like, yeah. I know a lot of house management's going to want to take it back end. And it's like, ah, well, if I'm paying on the front, I'm not, I'm collecting on the hundred percent. Yeah. Cause like I could pay, like, I mean, I don't really like, I I'm in a position to, start making money at shows like you know even 20 or 40 bucks you know off of um you know bigger guarantees and stuff and um so i can take that 20 dollars and like you know how how much am i going to pay somebody else to do a poster event like what's it worth it's worth so much more than i'm getting paid for the entire event so i i totally feel that as like you can pay somebody else to do it and that will be all of your profits and then some or you can just run yourself into the ground doing it yourself like all of us do so (laughs) well that's that's kind of what i'm getting at though is like with our the i mean we have a small network but with that i wonder if we if i if we were to come up and say hey we got x amount of dollars we have our artists we have our bookers we have our promoters our our people our Mm -hmm. photographers the whole nine yards all i need is the house the bartenders and maybe a house management to represent yeah. Everything else is we we got it. we got it and we're gonna be in charge of all of it. But I don't know how that I don't know how to sell that deal. So, uh, you know what I'm learning is that um, the value of the passion is is priceless. You know, and that's like it sounds so like free internship. I'm like, oh, you get the experience. But I mean, but truly, I mean, like what I've learned in you know kind of self taught doing production like all right organizing sound and curating the 
the music that goes with it. I'm listening to every single band in town. And when people send me, I'm like, send me your links. And I listen to it. And people ask me like, what's your favorite band? I'm like, what's my favorite band this week? Like this day (laughs) right now? Like, you know, (laughs) like, um, I've learned so much about music business and it's just such a small business. Like, you know, that even that, even saying that out loud seems so arrogant when I'm, I'm like, you know, dealing with people that deal with, you know, I'm like one degree away from like, you know, people like fat records and like yeah. friends on those labels. And, you know, I, I booked a plasma canvas. They're on side one dummy. I, like I saw that record label name and I was like, Ooh, you know, and like, I'm like, I like other bands on that label. So, you know, just the, the passion and the learning is, is invaluable. And I mean, someone, I guess could pay, I could, they could pay me to teach them or they can just, you know, if somebody wants to design posters, you know, like to have a subject and object to be able to run with, um, like there's so many avenues that I would be willing to, you know, bring someone in to, to help with that. Um, Blue Notes taking on interns that are doing, you know, I guess they're probably like in music business or design or I'm not really sure where their interns come from. Well, we got that whole school now in in, uh, UCO with music yeah everything so. yeah and i mean i've got an llc like i've got my dot com like i've got you know i'm like a legit you know business person yeah. now and i feel like i could definitely take on um some help um but you know college kids are where it's at free labor man <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's stuff that they're not gonna learn like i mean you can teach it i guess in a classroom and stuff but like until you give someone something to really sink their teeth into um to make their own and to be able to, you know, cut their teeth on, then, you know, like I can't afford to pay them and they can't really afford to miss an opportunity to get in on something that they are passionate about and to have a direction with it. So I think it's really just about, um, my side project. That's my fake band name, um, shameless self-promotion. So (laughs) (laughs) you have to promote yourself to be able to find the right people to Hey, shameless plugs. That's right. That's the name of the game. <laughs> shameless plugs in the podcast world. You have to do it. <laughs> well, let's do a song break. Let's play. We got a couple tunes. Um, I mean, they're not. I guess we can probably throw some a couple punk rock tunes on there just to kind of keep the vibe because uh, we have uh, Cotton White or Straight White Buffalo. He's got a live tune. He has not recorded any songs yet. We've been telling him that he really needs to get on that, but. <laughs> Cotton, if you're listening, book a fucking studio, bro. <laughs> anyway, we're going to play a song. This was live. This was recorded live. It's a little rough cut. Uh, Southern Star. He's coming on next week, so we want to give him a shout out and all the praise in the world. And then next, we're going to have a band called Them Evils out in California. They are currently looking for a drummer. And uh, so if anybody out here and around here might be interested in getting with a band that is a, nah, as far as I know, they're uh, at least... Uh, they tour most of the country. I know that they're out in California and they've made it across the country. I don't know if they've caught any big tour legs coming up or what their plans are. I need to reach out and talk to them. But uh, let's let's listen to a couple tunes and then we'll uh, get back and give the shout outs and the the praises and see where we're all going in this this year. So how about it? <laughs>
was cotton or that was straight white buffalo our friend cotton white uh live with southern star again cotton if you're listening book some studio time bro next up we had them evils practice what you preach again those guys are looking for a drummer destiny you know any drummers that can play four four time and keep it solid i don't know any drummers that aren't in four four bands (laughs) (laughs) that is so goddamn accurate we have nine bands and one drummer oh dude Yeah, that's uh, Dustin Testerman. Like we've had him on, I think three times now under the under six different band names, or two times under four different band names. Like oh, he's yeah. promoted two bands each time he's been in. Oh wow! Like all right, which project are you working <laughs> right, on right. this week? But hey, you know, out there, if you guys are listening, and I know uh, Perseus is also in the market for a drummer, so the competition is definitely going to be tight for drummers. Can they um, go on tour and use the same drummer? That's the thing. They're going to need a punk rock drummer that that's, does a lot of speed. <laughs> that's the thing. Well, them Evils, I know they're they're gearing up to to hit it pretty hard. Perseus is a touring band as well. They're right here in Oklahoma, and they're they're a very busy band. So, the uh, if you're a musician, the opportunities are out there, guys. Let's 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 make this happen. So, all right, let's uh, we can start kind of getting wound down a little bit at least. Um, what is some of the main things that you're seeing that is keeping at least central Oklahoma, okay, from like we'll say from Edmond to Norman, the central area. Mm. What's what is it that's preventing that from becoming like the next hot spot outside of population? We know that, yeah. But. Um, a place to call home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you know, to, to just be able to go and see all of the posters for all of the city there and to know that you're going to get great music whenever you go in. I mean, Blue Note is amazing. Um, the remodel is fabulous. Um, it is very they, nice. They're not, you know, doing as many punk shows and punk rock doesn't pay the bills. And so now we've got Grand Royale that's just letting me book all of the punk shows. So, <laughs> I mean, I've got the Murder Junkies now. Starving Wolves um, are coming soon. Um, they had to uh, drop a show that they like, we started to put together because of van problems. So, but they're coming um pretty soon um i've got i just booked the littlest man band um 
with uh, Scott K from Real Big Fish. So, um, God, I've got Voice of Addiction from Chicago. I've got like all of these people that are like, they're great names and they're coming from Chicago and California. And I think the main thing keeping us from any of it is just that home. It's like, oh, we play there. That's mm. that's our spot, like where all the punks come, where all the metalheads come. Now all the goths are coming. And that's exactly so. what I said whenever I went in there. Like uh, whenever I left there and I was talking to the bands afterwards, I go, I go, this, this environment, I was like, that's what needs to happen Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma City. Like, that's a venue. Yeah. Like, I've been, I've lived in several cities. I lived in Denver. I worked at Live Nation at the Fillmore Auditorium. You know, like, I've worked in venues. And that, that, for a local venue, that's a venue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no stage. There's no, it's just floor shows and a 99 capacity. And I want 99% of this town to go here, you know? <laughs> and um, so a place where I want to be, and I'm there every day. Like, I work my eight-hour shift at the print shop, and then it's on my way home. Like, I literally drove by. I drive by it every day, and except now I stop there every day. And so I'm the house promoter, and so I go there, and I do my promoter homework, I call it. And I just sit up there at the bar, and Phil just gives me whatever I need, Red Bulls and pineapple juices and water and um so I just book my shows from there and then people come in and they know that they can see me. Um, like the bar staff is great. Um, and we've got a patio. So like, you know, you can just kick it and know that you're going to run into somebody amazing. And like the lost highway was that for us for a long time. And now we have a new spot to just, it's like kind of within a mile of where all of the punks live. So, mm. you know, um, I think that this year is going to be an incredible year for booking and for our our city and our region. So I've got a great relationship with Tulsa. Um, they're still they're always booked like three or four months out. Oh but yeah, Vanguard's a big one up there. They got yeah. they got a bunch of houses. It's it's up such there. a big room, yeah. honestly. Like it's it's pretty hard to like. I'm not really quite working with like most of the bands that I work with are going to be more on like the hundred to two hundred cap room versus like you know Vanguard I think is like yeah it's a big 600 theater, yeah. like you know it's a lot so um but I've got a great relationship with um Castleberry that works there and Dustin's manager and you know bartenders are great um but I also work with um Mercury Lounge and Whittier Bar so when bands are passing through I'm like Hey, you got Tulsa on the bill, like, you know, and I'll just send an email and copy the band on it and just kind of like hand them off to Tulsa. And a couple of shows have panned out. Um, like I'm just kind of building a, a better booking relationship with them, but like I've got a 918 tattoo. My phone number is 918. Like my heart's in Tulsa too. So, um, but I'm building a relationship with Little Rock. Um, and I had kind of an ambitious goal in mind at the start of the year. Um, I wasn't going to book January and I was going to go every weekend. I was going to visit a new city. So I was going to go and meet my promoter contacts in Lawrence and Kansas City and Little Rock and um, God, Fayetteville. Um, I was going to dig somebody up in Amarillo, for <laughs> God's sake. We never book Amarillo. And, um, you know, so I was going to meet these promoters in person and introduce my city and my brand in person and say, hey, send me your bands and they can stay at my house. I could put up bands. That's kind of how I can negotiate some really great rates for bands is that, well, I might not have this in money, but, you know, I can put you up at my house and um my roommate celeste is she's my house manager basically so she like cooks for them and you know puts out all of the bedding and just takes way too good of care of them they never want to leave <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah that didn't work out to actually go to the cities and then this um grand royale opened up 
New Year's Eve. And so I've just been so busy booking there. Um, but I've still got a working relationship with Little Rock and, you know, all these bands that have played once or they've heard of Oklahoma ever. Like, you know, they're they're just coming our way. So it's really just building a regional relationship for a, a, a Plains that's been pretty plain for a long time. So Yeah, that's 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 one thing we're like. Because I mean, I've, I've I play guitar and I've been in bands and and music for a long time, and it's I'm more on like the blues side of things. But it's undeniable, like some of the songwriters, some from across the, all the genres, mm-hmm. and it's it's part of it's the population. The other part is like Oklahoma City, the actual Oklahoma City land area is like fucking huge. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when someone says, "Oh, we're playing a gig in OKC," it's like where? Because that could yeah. be a sixty mile like a you know, swath if you're on one end of the other. Yeah. So well, and a lot of bands can't get booked. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, I I had trouble. I'm like, I have a dot com. I have credentials, and I can't get bands booked at places that are like, oh, we're a venue. And I'm like, okay, but like, you know, and I put a lot of the same bands on a lot. But like anybody, anybody who reaches out to me and wants a show, like I have a got a spreadsheet and I put them on and I look at my lists, I call them and I put the best fit for shows, but also availability. But I also want to give everybody a chance to play that can and I'll get back to them. And, you know, some people fall through the cracks or I might like miss something here and there, but like, I feel like everybody should have an opportunity to play to a crowd. Like you practiced, you, you sound good. Come on, man. And, um, but these venues, I'm like, is, is anybody there? Like, does anybody (laughs) like, you know, I'm working a full-time job at, real life and then like punk rock life I'm working more than 40 hours a week at that and you know maybe everybody doesn't have my you know drive for that but like I'm exhausted too man but like I check my emails when I wake up and before I go to bed and if I'm not getting back to somebody like oh crap it's been like four or five days and they haven't heard back from me and that bugs me and yet I can't get back on anything like you know before I do a follow-up email for a venue I'll like check their calendar again and like okay like you don't have to respond if like you know I'm gonna do some of the legwork to like look and see if maybe they didn't get back to me because it's already booked and you know whatever but like I'm still like, I don't know. Am I being left on red? Am I being ghosted? Am I not cool enough? Like why, why can't I get shows booked? And I'm not even a band. Like I'm a person who's a repeat, you know, customer at, you know, sending you an email.com and I'm still not getting a lot of response and bands are having the same problem. So I'm like, hmm. why can't bands get shows? Like there's a lot, there's lots more bands out there than even I've come across yet in Oklahoma city. So I just, it's a problem. So send them all my way. <laughs> send them uh, to Diatribe. Send them to Grand Royale. Will do. We'll I get mean, them booked. <laughs> that's, that's one thing. It's like, I think when it clicks, we're, we're right in that same boat of like, I've heard enough stories at this point from bands and people out there that uh, it's like, you can only say to yourself that I think I could do better than that so many times before it's like, I've heard enough stories where I'm, I'm pretty sure I could do this better than what I'm hearing from artists around the city. Like, well, and it's contagious too. Like, I mean, when I started booking shows, um, over a year ago, it was because there weren't that many shows like um, blue note, I think was maybe closed at that point. Um, or the remodel. 
Yeah, like yeah. there. Yeah, it was being remodeled for several months, and then you know before that, just like at the very end of it, it was just like just kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. and like you know nobody could really get in, or you know, and then they started just booking the same bands over and over and over, and it's like, man. I forgot how much I loved these bands just because I was sick of seeing their names, you know? And like, they were like, oh my God, I, I do love Kind of Creepy. I love the Costanzas. I love the Killings. And you're like, all right, those three bands are like, they're on so every good. Single bill. But they're on every single bill. Yeah. yeah. And like, so and every, everybody comes here and they're like, okay, well, we'll just book one of them because it's easy because they just call them up and say, hey, do you guys want to play? And they just show up. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. It's... Well, and it kind of does the bands a disservice too. Like, I mean, it's, it's a very fine line that I try not to do too much of. I don't want to oversaturate, but I also... Overexposure is a real thing. It's a real thing. And so, you know, building these relationships with Tulsa, with Little Rock, um, Kansas City, um, I want, you know, they're all within weekend warrior distance. So, like, you could just go play a show there and come Mm. back. And, like, you don't even have to, like, call in or anything. You know, you don't have to, like, schedule the time off for most of, you know, most of our friends work, you know, nine to fives now. So, or kitchen jobs or whatever. Like, they can get the time. But, you know... um, yeah, I I just don't know why no one's picking up the, you know, the emails. <laughs> wow, uh, and it sounds it's not like it's a. Uh, it sounds like it's a common thing uh, yeah. amongst from from the feedback we're getting in the, yeah. in the music world. But mm-hmm. it's all going to turn around because ultimately, uh, all those musicians out there are still playing, they're still practicing, and eventually somebody's going to be putting some asses in seats. Yeah, and somebody who's a venue owner doesn't miss the damn bus. Yeah. Well, so. in a venue, it's it's hard to own a venue for sure. But like, we just they own a bar. Well, you, and yeah, they've got space, yeah, so yeah. like it's the perfect setup. <laughs> like, people are gonna be drinking whether there's live music yep. or not, and you can just get the live music. So. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, uh, Destiny, thank you so much for coming on and rescheduling this. We're able to make it happen. Um, I want to plug some up, upcoming gigs for you at the Grand Royale. Is uh, June fourth the Murder Junkies? Is that of uh, Gigi Allen fame or uh, different? yeah, his it brother? Is? No, oh, wow. it is the Murder Junkies. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, it's um, it's Merle Allen, and um, he's my contact for the show. So All right, Lowdown yeah. Weasel just was like, "Hey, they're looking for a show," and I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> So June 4th, mm-hmm. uh, Murder Junkies at the Grand Royale. We got uh, the 11th, the Soap Girls. I have yeah. not heard of them. Where are they from? Oh, my God. Um, they are – I really don't know where they're from. <laughs> so they're they're French-born. They're two sisters. They're smoking hot and wildly talented. And, I mean, they're um, South African-raised. So I just – putting on the bill international. Um, and I cannot get enough of their new album and um, – in in my skin, I think it's called. I'm like, I don't even know the name. I just like put, press play, and it's my whole jam. So hell yeah, um, yeah, they're gonna be a, a wild show. Well, we'll put that all up, man. And uh, again, thank you so much for rescheduling and coming in and making this yeah. happen. And any work, we'll send your way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know when this will air, but this will be um, on the 28th. On the 28th. Okay, so it'll be just two days past the opening night yeah. for Grand Royale, but. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, send all the bands my way, and I'll book them. Like, I want the music; they want the music. Absolutely, we will. That's what's one thing we're we're gonna try and maybe dip our toes in this year too. Is is, uh, yeah. The more we talk about it with artists about it, the more we're like, I'm pretty sure we could actually do a better job. So hey, maybe we'll get in there. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Right. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Hey, thank you for being on, and we'll check in with you. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe about like fall. See how this year got on or oh yeah um hit me up anytime i'm actually um going on tour for six months with the band from new jersey so okay. <laughs> i'm leaving in 
June, I think, mid June, maybe. So um, we'll, well, maybe we'll catch you like yeah. the end of the year. <laughs> of the year. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think we'll be back from Europe by then. So. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll catch up. See how it went. You call me. Oh yeah. All right, man. Well, Jonathan, uh, uh, if people would like to help us out, tell them how they could do that for us. So the uh, local earshot podcast we run on um, two different methods. We uh, we do sponsorship, um, which if you want to sponsor an episode, then uh, basically we just do some little ad driven stuff for you. Um, then just reach out to us, and um, and then the other way is that with time, talent, and treasure. So whenever you listen to an episode, you're actually giving up your time and showing us that you support the show. Um, and then talent, if you're an artist and you want to be on the podcast. Or if you work inside the music industry, um, anything that involves the music industry, uh, mainly in Oklahoma, but also in beyond, um, then you can reach out to me at john at the local dot com or Brad on our Instagram page. It's the local earshot. Um, and then the third T is treasure. So if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go over to the local dot com. There's a tab. When you tap that, it, um, there's options of uh, Venmo. There's Cash App. There's uh, crypto. I mean, um, so I mean, any way that you want to give us money. To help us out, then um, you know it, all the money that you give goes directly right back into the show right now because we're trying to get cameras, we're trying to get live. So um, yeah, thank you for listening. Destiny Heart Diatribe OKC Diatribe Productions Diatribe Productions. Yeah, thank yeah. you for being on. Thank you so much. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Bye bye.